Thank you for tuning into A Spirit-Led Life with HMI. We hope you enjoyed today's session with Pastor Dion Hockey. Hi everybody, welcome to Healing Ministries International. My name is Pastor Dion Hockey. I've been teaching on the subject of prayer, how to pray, how to draw closer to God, and how to get your prayers answered. And I really believe that this has had a profound impact in your life. All I'm doing is laying down basic foundations, okay? Uh, In the end, you still have to make time to pray. In the end, you still have to separate yourself. In the end, you still have to go and, and make an effort to spend time with God. We many times have a lot of head knowledge, but we are not practically applying what we are teaching. So I want to encourage you to take what we teach Take it into your prayer closet and go and exercise what I'm teaching and you will see how God is going to honor you. So there are, there are a couple of steps that I've taken you through uh, from the beginning. Number one, it is important for us to separate ourselves, uh, you know, find that quiet place where you can go and spend time with the Lord. Turn off all distractions, turn off the TV, turn off your cell phone unless you're using the Bible on your phone. But uh, try not to, you know, go on the internet and and read, you know, Facebook and all of that stuff. Uh, just have the Bible in front of you. Take a pen and paper with you. If you, uh, if God speaks to you and make some notes, you know, and then you can remember what the Lord is saying. Okay, that's the first thing. Number two, when you pray, remember it is important to pray God's will. Alrighty, get scriptures and pray the scriptures that is God's will, especially if there are certain things that you are going to ask God for. For instance, if you are in need of a healing, find scriptures on healing and pray those scriptures on healing. If you need a if you need a financial breakthrough and you're going to spend time with the Lord in breakthrough, I mean in praying for <laughs> for uh, finances, find scriptures on finances and begin to quote the word to God so that that you can have your prayers answered and you can pray more accurately. Number two, it is very very important that we use the name of Jesus when you pray use the name of Jesus last week I taught you that when you pray don't ask Jesus for anything ask the father in the name of Jesus and he will answer your prayers okay and then number three what I wanted to teach you on where we stopped last week is pray without doubting it is so important that when you pray don't go to the Lord and say father I ask you this in the name of Jesus then you stand up and you wonder whether God had heard you Don't doubt when you pray. James chapter 1 verse 6, uh, I read this and I want to read it again. James 1 6 says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave at the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways so when we pray we must not doubt we must believe when we pray i like this one in mark chapter 11 verse 24 he says this therefore what uh, uh, mark 11:24 jesus saying therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them Come on, that's positive, that's not negative. This tells me that when I believe I receive, I'm going to have what I'm praying for. 
There is no doubt about it. If I take um, uh, my cell phone, for instance, let's imagine this hand was somebody else and this is me. And now I ask, can I have your cell phone? And, uh, I, and I say, yes, you can have my cell phone. Now I give my cell phone over. Now, I'm not going to be on this side and saying, oh, man, I wish I could take the cell phone. I wish I could have the cell phone. No, I believe I receive and I take the cell phone. It's as simple as that. I don't have to doubt, hoping that God's going to give me what I'm asking for. I believe immediately God gives to me what I'm asking for. There is nothing difficult about that. When you pray, believe, you receive, and it will be yours. Don't pray and then stand up after a while and walk away doubting what you have asked the Lord. Believe you receive it. I, I remember um, my pastor who taught me many years ago, uh, you know, and this is from the book of Daniel chapter 10. And I'm not going to read all of that, but I'll tell you the story where Daniel was fasting and praying for, for uh, three weeks. We know that he was fasting and seeking the Lord. And then on the, on, on the, on the third week of his prayer time on the 24th, when he, had, when he had prayed, an angel, the angel Gabriel, came and appeared to him and spoke to him and said to him, he said, Daniel, it took me such a long time to get to you to bring the answer. And then he says this, that the, the uh, principalities and darkness of the world, you know, came and fought against him, uh, the archangel Gabriel. There was this big, massive battle going on in the heavens, and the demon spirit try to stop Gabriel from getting to Daniel to answer his prayers. But eventually the archangel Michael came to help Gabriel and they took away, they held back the forces of darkness and Gabriel could get to Daniel to bring the answer to his prayers. Now, if that applies to Daniel, how much more does that apply to you and I? Can you imagine that when we go on our knees and we begin to pray and we ask the Father in the name of Jesus for certain things, and when we pray and we stand up, we've just finished praying and we're full of faith now. We believe we receive, right? And uh, let's say, for instance, I said, Lord, I'm, I'm trusting you for for a breakthrough in my finances, Lord. And I, I need X amount of money to pay my car or to pay my house or to get my children through school. I'm asking you for this money, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you. I believe I receive this money. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I stand up and I am anxiously expecting God to give him the money. So the first day comes and I'm positive. Well, I'm hoping for the money to come, but nothing has come yet. Then the second day comes and I'm really hoping now I'm still believing by faith that my money is going to come to pay my school fees or to pay my car. And then the third day, the fourth day. Now, after the first week, I begin to get worried. I, the devil comes to me and he says this. He says, do you think God heard you? I wonder if God heard your prayer. Now, this is what you're thinking. And you, you know, you haven't spoken it yet, but you're thinking, I wonder if God heard me. I wonder if God is listening to me. These are the thoughts that are going through your mind. And then the devil will put some coals on the fire and he'll even amplify the negativeness and he will say, well, God doesn't love you. 
Think about it. If he loved you, he would have answered your prayer immediately. But he doesn't love you. He doesn't even care about you. And so you're thinking about these thoughts. You know, Satan is telling you, God doesn't love me. Oh, God doesn't love me. God didn't hear my prayers. God's not listening to what I'm saying. And then we make the biggest mistake ever. We begin to speak what we think. And when I speak what I think, I say, this is, I'm thinking God doesn't love me. So I say, oh, I don't think God loves me. And the devil says, that's right. Now I want you to say that he didn't hear your prayer. And then you say, well, I don't think God heard my prayer. When you said it, you know, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. So if you believe what you're speaking, whether it is positive or whether it's negative, you're going to have what you're saying. Now imagine. The, the, the angels were fighting in the heavenlies and God sent an angel with money in their hand to give to you and to answer your prayer. And imagine he was just about to hand you over and give you the answer to your prayer and your word said, I don't think God heard my prayer. I don't think God loves me. And that very word you spoke cut off your prayer. Think about that. And the angel was just about to give you that. And you said, I don't think God heard me or believes. Uh, you know, I don't believe that he wants to give me. And the angel has to take back and say, his words just cut the blessing off. Isn't that something to think about? So I want to encourage you today, friend, that when you pray, don't doubt what you are asking. Confess and keep on saying thank you to the Lord that you are receiving your miracle. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. And it says this, Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it'll move and nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be impossible. In other words, when we pray, we mustn't now doubt what we pray. Speak to your mountain. Thank the Lord that is answering your prayer. Uh, your prayer. Um, uh, faith calls those things which be not as though it were without faith it is impossible to please him so we continue to thank God for the prayer that is being answered don't speak negative over your prayers but speak positive call it in in the name of Jesus okay I remember a long time ago my wife and I I'm talking about 25 years ago, even maybe 30 years ago, uh, our, our ministry was growing and um, we wanted to have a bigger vehicle. We were driving a small little city golf, Shemaine and I. And um, I would put so many people in my little city golf, you know, uh, I would put 10 people. <laughs> I would drive from house to house and I would just collect people, as many people as I could. And I would pack them into my little city golf. The little wheels would just fall down, you know, sideways and we would drive. And, and um, I prayed to God and I said, Lord, please, I pray I need a bigger vehicle. I want a combi. I want a Volkswagen combi, Lord. And uh, I want to put more people in, the, in my bus so that we can take them to church. Church, Lord and and uh, Shemaine and I got on our knees and we prayed and we said father we ask you for a red Volkswagen Caravelle combi so that we could use it for your uh, kingdom that we could use it for the ministry Lord we ask this in the name of Jesus and we thank you for our combi 
And then when we finished praying, well, as I'm teaching you, Shemaine and I exercised it. We kept saying thank you to the Lord. You know, we kept believing that our combi, uh, you know, was, was coming in. But then we did something, and I want to teach you a little lesson that my wife and I learned many years ago. Now, while, you know, the Bible says that faith calls those things which be not as though it were, right? So we prayed and asked God for a combi, and now we're calling our prayer in. So we would drive down the highway, and there we would see a red Volkswagen Kombi driving on the opposite of the highway, and that's what we're believing for. So I would say to Shemaine, I would say, I would say, look, there goes our Kombi. That's what we prayed for. And she would say, oh, yes, well, we thank God for our combi. And we would drive a little bit later, you know, and then we would see another combi coming down the road, you know, another red caravel combi. And Shemaine would say, oh, look, down there goes our combi. That's what we're believing for. And I said, yes, thank God. That's what we want in Jesus' name. And we did this for a year. Think about it. A whole year we were confessing and calling our combi to come. And then one day we were driving on the highway and the red combi, a red combi came across uh, on the other side of the highway. And again, I said to Shemaine, look, Shemaine, there goes our combi, the one we're believing for. And the Lord stopped me right there. The Lord, a whole year, <laughs> the Lord said to me, he said very clearly to me, he said, Dion, what are you confessing? And I said, Lord, what do you mean? He said, what are you telling Shemaine about the combi? I said, well, Lord, I asked you, we asked you in the prayer of agreement, we asked you for the red caravel combi, and so every time I see it, I said, there goes our combi that we... Uh-oh. Are you getting it? I kept saying, there goes our combi. <laughs> And the Lord taught me a lesson. He said, your very words have cut off your miracle of me giving you the combi. You kept sending your combi away. You said, there it goes, there it goes. Yeah, and I turned to Shemaine and I said, Shemaine, guess what? The Lord just told me we've been confessing wrong. We need to, to be positive in our confession. So the next time a red combi came past, guess what we did? We both automatically just popped out of our mouths. We said, there comes our combi, the one we're believing for. Thank you, Lord, for sending our combi. It wasn't three weeks. Three weeks we had our red caravel combi, brand new, in our garage hallelujah praise the lord so when you believe god you believe you receive but once you have prayed be careful that the words that you speak are positive words and not words that'll send away your blessing but call your blessing in in jesus name i hope you learned something from this little teaching well what we need to do also is we have to be persistent in our prayers okay when you want to when you want to have breakthrough you need to be persistent you have to keep on praying one of the favorite scriptures i like to teach from um, is that the Bible says in Luke chapter 22, verse 46. Let's read that, Luke twenty-two forty-six. 46. Then Jesus was speaking to his disciples. Remember, this was just before he was going to be crucified and he was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying. And then he said this, he said, Then he said to them, Why do you sleep? 
rise and pray lest you enter into temptation. My dear friend, we have to pray because if we don't pray, we are opening up the door to fall into the trap of temptation. Alrighty? Prayer will guard our hearts against temptation. So the more time we spend in prayer with God, the less temptation will come to us. Now, uh, a simple example that I can have um, is that if I had a scale in my hand, if you could imagine my hand was a scale, right? Now, if I put on this side of the scale, if I put worldly news and books and, you know, magazines and newspapers and anything that pertains of the world, alrighty, on this side, watching TV, watching movies and all of that. And if I put on this side of the scale, prayer, reading the Bible, spending time with God, which way would your scale tip? Do you think your scale would tip more to the worldly side or will, you scale, will your scale tip more to the godly side? Now, there's an English saying that says, birds of a feather flock together. What does that mean? There where I spend most of my time, I am going to eventually become like that. The Bible says, pray that you do not fall into temptation. So if I spend time in the world, if I spend time, you know, reading books and, you know, watching movies, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying you can't do that, but I'm spending more time in the worldly system than I'm spending time with God, well, guess what? I am going to fall into temptation. I'm going to be tempted by the things of the world. Do you know how much influence the media has on us as human beings? Do you know how much influence you have when you, when, um, you, you, you watch stuff and you want to become like them? I look at all the young people today and they watch the Hollywood stars and you know all the Hollywood actors are all beautiful and they all got muscles and they look strong and they drive big cars and they have big houses and they, they're making these movies as if everything is so good and so great or on the other other hand we're watching movies where there's so much violence and murder and the killings you know and, and we see so much uh, war and anger and stuff on the on the world that the more time we spend in that that's how we become we begin to react on that birds of a feather flock together so the more time i spend in the worldly setup the worldly system i eventually begin to speak like them i eventually begin to act like them i eventually begin to become like them and do the things they do that's not how god wants us now imagine if i spend more time with god i spend time with god in prayer i spend time with god in the word i spend time with god going to church worshiping jesus well guess what's going to happen my mind is going to be renewed and i'm going to i'm going to develop the christ-like attitude i'm going to talk like jesus i'm going to think like jesus i'm going to act like Jesus and move like Jesus. 
In other words, the temptation, the door of worldly temptation is being shut. And I'm not going to want to be like the world, but I'm going to want to be like Jesus. The more time I spend with him, the more I become like him. The more time I spend in prayer, the less time I have to doubt whether God has heard my prayer or not. The more time I read the scriptures and speak the word of God, the greater the faith will rise up inside of me so that God can come and that God can answer my prayers and I can have that true Christian relationship with him. Amen. I hope you're getting what I'm teaching you today because I'm giving you basic Christian principles that you and I are to follow after. Remember, there are four things that is required of being a Christian. Let me just, I just feel the Lord wants me to share this and remind you there are four things we have to do when we want to grow in our relationship with God. Yes, number one, pray. We have to pray. What is prayer? It's communication. It's building relationship. Prayer is not something that, you know, when your pastor tells you you must pray, that he's punishing you. Prayer is not a punishment. It's a privilege. How are you going to build a relationship with God if you don't talk to him? Any person who's married, listen, if you are married to your wife or to your husband, don't you communicate with them? Of course you do. When do you communicate? Most probably when you come home from work or you're sitting around the dinner table and you're talking and you're eating together and, and you're spending that time and you're saying, hey, how was your day? Oh, no, my day was that. And you begin to share, you know, your concerns and you'll talk about the day's struggles or the blessings that you went through. And that is how relationship and communication is established. Now, the same thing with God. We have to pray because when I, when I sit down with God, and I talk to him, relationship is being established. Yes, I know God knows everything we're going through and he knows exactly where we are and what we are doing, but God still wants you to sit down and have a chat with him. That doesn't mean you have to go and sit in the corner and scream at the top of your voice, you know, and beat the floor. And if that's what you choose to do, fine. But let me just tell you, God is just sitting there as a friend and he's waiting patiently on you. He's your father and he's saying, come on, talk to me. How was your day? How are things going with you? Tell me what's your problem. Come on, speak to me that I can help you. I want to help you. I'm here to answer your prayers. I'm here to give to you what you need. But if you don't spend that time with God in prayer, how will he ever know what you are struggling with? Amen. There's nothing wrong with reading the Bible. This is the second uh, 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 principle we have to follow as a Christian is that we read the Bible because it's God's word. People say to me, I never hear God speak to me. Well, then read your Bible. Well, uh, no, read your Bible, because when you read your Bible, that's God's word. I guarantee you, he will speak to you. And if I could encourage you, take your Bible with you in your prayer room. And when you pray the word of God and you, and you, you, you give the scriptures to God as you're praying, there's a time where God says, be still and know that I'm God. And so there's a time, listen, prayer is a dialogue and not a monologue. What does that mean? It's a two-way, two-way communication. I speak to God, God speaks to me. Two-way communication. Monologue is not just me talking, 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 talking talking and God never talks back to me there's a time I have to become quiet 
There's a time that I wait on God for Him to speak to me. And what do I do? A lot of people just sit back, they close their eyes and they will meditate or they'll just wait on the Lord. That's a good thing to do because God can speak to you in your thoughts. God can speak to you with a vision. God can speak to you uh, with an audible voice. Uh, you know, that's how God can, con can communicate to you. Or you can have your Bible open and while you are quiet, you're not asking him nothing. You just begin to read the Bible. And as you read the Bible quietly, guess what happens? Words begin to come to you on the page. And as you read the word, he begins to speak to you. Hallelujah. This is the power of prayer. So don't tell me that God doesn't speak to us. And don't tell me you don't hear his voice. Because you will if you will take the time just to pray and spend with him. Number three, worship him. We as Christians are to worship the Lord. We are to lift our hands. I, I want to challenge you. Play some Christian music. If you're a musician, take your guitar and sing to the Lord in your prayer room. Uh, if you play the keyboard, play the keyboard. If not, put on a CD. If you have a CD, listen to some music. If you don't have any of that, well, sing from your heart. Sing the songs you learned in church and worship Jesus. And let me tell you, as you worship Him, His prayer presence will come into your room and you'll begin to weep and you'll begin to cry and because you feel his love you feel his closeness to you and i tell you what when you worship the lord and you feel the closeness so so powerfully his presence is there you'll automatically words just begin to come out of your mouth and you just begin to share your heart and you begin to love him and you begin to bless him in everything that you do Friend, I really pray that this is helping you. And I want to pray with you right now. And I want to ask the Lord to bless you and to help you in the area of prayer where you might be struggling. Amen. I encourage you again, make time for God and He will visit with you. Because the Bible says, if you will draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Father, I pray for all the viewers that are watching. I pray for those that are struggling, Lord, to come near to you, who don't have the time, who struggle to make time. Father, bless them, help them, quicken their hearts, encourage them, Lord, to draw closer to them, uh, to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I bind the works of darkness. I rebuke the works of Satan who will steal our precious and valuable time to be with you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, convict us. Talk to us. Make it possible for us to spend this time with you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Especially over this festive season where it's partying and it's visiting and doing all of this. Lord, help us to become quiet before you, Lord. Help us to spend this precious time with you in Jesus' name. Bless the viewers, I pray right now. In Jesus' name I ask, Amen. Hey, we love you guys. Uh, honestly, we do. And I want to just ask you to be very careful. The roads are busy. There are people out there who are under the influence of alcohol and doing stuff that is, you know, that will put you into jeopardy and bring your family into danger. So be alert, stay awake, and take care, would you? And pray. Pray and seek the Lord more than ever before. We'll catch you next week. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost. 
by visiting our website www.dionhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons and more information on the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.